Welcome to the Platform Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Kundi wright founder and head coach of the Twin Cities Kettlebell Club, and I'm on a mission to help others build sustainable, healthy habits. I know how hard that can be because I've struggled and succeeded to varying degrees throughout my life, but I've lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for over a decade now. The key for me was discovering my passion for lifting weights and kettlebell sport. On this podcast, we'll talk to athletes, coaches, experts, and everyday people about kettlebells, fitness programming, nutrition, mindset, making an impact, and generally striving to grow and leave a legacy of positive change. Please join me. Thank you and welcome into the Platform Podcast. Today's guest, keeping up with the international flavor of late, is David Keown. He is an Irish kettlebell sport athlete and yogi. He is the founder of Kettle Yoga, and I believe he is also a master of sport in kettlebell sport. Is that right, David? That's true. That's true. I'm very proud to say master of sport in kettlebell sport as well. So very, very happy with that. It took a long time, but I eventually got there. Well, welcome in. Thank you very much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Delighted to be here, man, and humbled and honored. Thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You're obviously, you're, you're Irish, so, so tell us, you know, where did you grow up and, and how did you come up, man? Wait, okay. Um, I grew up in a place called Waterford, which is down the southeast of Ireland. And as a kid, I suppose, they're talking about sport and all that. I was never really a sporty kid. Um, never into sport at all, really. Uh, more into music and art growing up. So um, it's a good place for music and art Ireland. So I, mean, I was I was playing music away, playing gigging from the age of sixteen, and all the way through my twenties and everything that goes. And I suppose we're playing like in a in a rock band and a rock covers band. You get all the late nights and the drinking and uh, everything else that goes with it. So um, didn't really start sport of any kind um, or fitness of any kind until I was about thirty two. And that was when I started doing, um, I got into a very bad place. Wow. And, and how old are you now? If you don't mind, if you don't mind telling everybody. Yeah. I'm 41 years old now. I'm 41 years old now. So when I started doing any, anything, I mean, literally any, any sport at all at, at just at the end of 31. So that's when I was in 2012, and it ended 2011, I started uh, running. And believe me, when I say I started, I was in up around 16 and a half, almost 17 stone weight. Very, very overweight, very bad physically. Um, right, you're going you know, to have to translate that for the, American, for the American audience. How, how heavy is a stone? Stone's about um, 14, 14 pounds. Okay. 14, 15 pounds. So I was, I was over the 100 kg, say. And um, for my height, I'd be, I'd be relatively short. I'd be about 5 foot 8. So I was, I was pretty overweight. And I was in, just in a bad place, high blood pressure. I was diagnosed as being asthmatic. I was told like, at that stage, my, my kids were young, so I was told, look, you better start yourself out. You won't be around in 10 years for your kids. You know, you're heading down a bad path. Um, the family suffers with high blood pressure. So look, he said, you got to start yourself out. So I bought a pair of runners the next day and started running. And first day I ran to the top of the road about 100 metres and turned around and came home because I couldn't go any further. I thought my lungs were going to fall out. I was that unfit. I was really bad. <laughs> really, really bad. But I went out every morning and eventually... After about, about four to six weeks, I was running like my 5K, which we then went up to 10K. And six months later, 
I um, I booked and ran a marathon. So it was it was um, a pretty quick. Wow! Yeah, that's a fast <laughs> from from a hundred yeah. from a hundred from a hundred meters to a marathon in in six months. That's, that's pretty six months. I started in the, I think the late November in um in twenty eleven, and the marathon was in June, in in twenty twelve. So, I it was a pretty pretty quick <laughs> pretty upward curve. But I, I realized I said, look, get get something ahead of you, like get a goal to aim for. It was a pretty big goal, but I said once you had something to aim for, you can you can go and do it. And and I, I found quickly that I had a good mental strength. Um, if I set myself a task, I'd, I'd pretty much stick with it and do it, like break through the pain threshold, all that kind of stuff. So, like I ran that marathon, and probably the the um, a big epiphany in my life, this, like was kind of like if you really want to do something, you train yourself to do it. You can do whatever you like, and because there's always going to people tell you you can't. You know, there's always going to people say you can't do something. Like people through concern, whether it's family or friends or people just who envy who just don't like you, they're going to try and knock you down or. or Codly or tell you you can't do something or you know what I mean try and break your spirit but as, as long as you believe in yourself you can pretty much do what you like you know getting a bit philosophical here but so I'm kind of rambling a bit more. no it's great this is this is one of the things that I love to talk to people about mindset is a, is a huge I feel like a huge component of, of sport in general but also just in life that doesn't get talked nearly enough about I mean you can only train three things you can train your body you can hone yes. your craft and you can train your mind you know, exactly. and, and we usually focus on the first two and we don't really talk about the third very much. So have, have you always been a really determined person, you know, throughout your life or is, was this something that you just discovered that you had this, this was something I discovered, like was I said, something this, that you had to work to, to develop? Yeah, like I said, this was like an epiphany moment for me because I was always like, when it came down to the music or anything like that, if I wanted to learn something, I, I learned it. Um, same with art and stuff like that. So I always kind of knew I, I enjoyed the challenge and I enjoyed doing something, but I was never... The physical end of it, I, I never, I never done anything with that before. So, just to get over that line and to say, I, I, in six months, you know, I've come this far. That really, really gave me a lift. Um, to say, okay, I can try and do new things. I can. I'm not too old. I mean, at that stage, I was 30, 31, 32, and um, generally people like in clubs, sports, and stuff are coming near retirement age at that stage. You know what I mean? But it was kind of, it was a real eye-opening moment for me to say, look, you, you can, you can kick on from this. You know. Um, and that's when yeah. I kind of got into kettlebell sport. That's pretty much after that. I, um, I found that there yeah, was... How did, you, how did you discover the sport? Yeah, it was... Um, I finished the marathon, but the last, say, eight miles of the marathon, I'd, I twisted my knee. It hurt my knee. It came down off a curb wrong. It hurt my knee. And I literally kind of hobbled, walked the last eight miles. I said, there's no way I'm stopping. I'm going to finish. So, like, for about two to three weeks after that, like, my knee was pretty sore, pretty banged up. So it was like... At that stage, sport and running had become such a part of my life. I was like, I need to do something. And just through, through blind luck, there was a guy who came into the shop where I work and he had a kettlebell sport t-shirt on him. And he was a gym owner, only opening a gym at the time, or reopening his gym, kind of making it bigger. And we just got to chatting as you do, and being a shop person, you chat to everybody. And he started talking about kettlebells and, and I, was, I was fascinated what they were. So he said, come out and try a class. Come out and try a, like a circuit class. So I came out and tried my first circuit class then at the end of 2012. And um, absolutely kicked my ass, totally kicked my ass. I mean, I was sitting <laughs> swinging for KG Bell and I was sore for about four days afterwards, my hamstrings and my glutes. And, but I was like, I was hooked. I was like, oh, this is, this is awesome. I'm doing all these different moves, getting stronger because that was something I wanted to do. I'd lost a lot of weight at that stage. I was down to about 12 and a half stone, um, say roughly maybe 85, 86 KG roughly. But uh, I, was, I was kind of very skinny. Though. I didn't have much muscle tone. So I was like, I wanted to get a bit bigger. So I went out and started doing these, these um, 
interval classes and had great fun using those for about, about three to four months. And then he was the only guy in my whole county of Waterford where I live who had a kettlebell sport team. So he said, look, I mean, you're simply really enjoying the kettlebell. Do you want to try to go with the uh, kettlebell sports? And I must come up and we'll show you what it was like. He, at the time he was living for Ireland, he was living 24s in biathlon. And I was watching, there's three guys training on 24s, doing jerk, minute on, minute off sets. And I was like, oh man, that is absolutely awesome. 24 kilos each arm and they're just banging these reps up, 10, 14 reps a minute. You know, it's like, how do you do that? You know, I was, I was fascinated by the sport. I was like, that's a, that's a pretty decent weight. And they didn't look out of breath or they didn't look too tired. So I got hooked on the kettlebell sport from there and started off on 16s like everybody does, I suppose. And had my first comp on 16s at the very, very end of, of 2012. Nice. And, and so now you've, now you've been at it for, uh, you know, eight years. When did you hit? When did you hit master of sport? When when did that happen? How long did that did that take? Oh, that you? took a while. I mean, um, and it's a bit of a bit of a story if you don't mind me talking about it. Um, I got in my not first, at all. That's why you're here, man. <laughs> um, I got my first of all. I wanted. To, I, I set myself goals at the very start when I was when I was doing this training. I set myself goals that I wanted to get. First of all, my first ten minutes set on twenty fours. I wanted to get um, onto the Irish team. Which, would be, which was a massive, massive thing for me in 2014. I finally got there. Um, my first 10 minute set was um, for the Nationals. I had to get 64 reps long cycle. And I remember being, getting to about 60 reps and I thought my arms were actually going to fall off. And I got the I last four reps well. up. I, do, I, don't know, I don't know how, there's pictures of me online of these absolutely, a guy at the end of his, end of his rope looking through the gates of hell the eyes and everything just, just, but I got that, that rep up and oh my God, man, I can honestly say it was the hardest thing I have ever done before or since. Someone says, have you ever given anything 100%? Well, I was at a 100% effort that day. If someone had said, even do one more clean, I was like, no, I would actually die. I think at that stage. My technique was poor. My mobility was bad, but the will was there, you know? So that got me over, the, over the line. But you rep locked out and got on. I got the 64 rep and I think I pushed press the last three or four reps. And um, got that last ref up though. I don't know how I got it. I don't know how I got it. Uh, it, was, it was totally illegal. But look, I think they counted it anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, you had a kind judge. Could you imagine that, had, that feeling if the judge would have no counted that 64th rep? <laughs> I think I would have never done the sport again at that stage. I was going to say, might have crushed your spirit. I'm glad they didn't. Just, just broken. <laughs> but you know, man, I got that rep up. I don't know how. And um, cut on the Irish team. I was told, look. That was a really, I was told I've never seen anybody fight that hard, someone said afterwards, um, to get those last few reps up, said you're a fighter, you're going to go pretty far in the sport if you want to. So um, I got, then I got confirmation, I was on the Irish team to go to St. Petersburg for the Europeans and to go to Hamburg for the World's IUKL in 2014. So that was an absolutely massive moment for me. I mean, to go from being this big overweight guy to be representing your country in a sport um, was a was such a turnaround. I mean, I still couldn't believe it myself. And um, to stand there with your Irish tracksuit on and go represent your country, is it was a massive moment for me, absolutely massive. So I went over to went over to Russia, and lucky enough, I was only up against one other athlete over in Russia, um, but and he was American, BJ Blifford. And um, me and BJ were against each other, and I managed to win, thank God, on the day. And then I became like a European champion. It was like, how did that happen? You know what I mean? <laughs> You know what I mean? That was, that was insane, you know? 
as from, tell, from playing from game. playing the pubs, smoking and drinking, being way yeah, overweight to be to be a European champion in a short period of time. That's in, in Russia. I was like, this is just fucking unbelievable, you know. So yeah, so that was great, and came home and then represented Ireland in, in Hamburg in 2014, um, and came fourth place by one rep over there. So that really spurred me on to. I knew then what, what was what was wrong with me over there was like my cleans were really bad at that time. Um, I was wasting a lot of time using doing my cleans, um, re re racking every single time, just wasting time, you know. So yeah, yeah. I spent the next year cleaning up my cleans and then won the won the worlds in 2015, which was which was huge. That was great. Got then now when did you when did you have the? Oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there. No, no, sorry, man. I'd fucking I'd ramble on. Sorry, excuse me, language. I'd ramble on all day long. <laughs> no, it's, it's got an explicit warning tag on it. Don't worry, wait. <laughs> wait you, can, you can you can swear you can swear as much as you want, man. There's, there's okay. no worries. No, I, I, the Irish is just kind of the way we speak. <laughs> I, I know I know from from know from knowing your journey a little bit. Uh, I, I know that I know that mobility was a big part of your journey to master a sport. So when did when did you have the when did you have the epiphany that you really needed to work on mobility if you wanted to hit master of sport? 100%. Um, so, yeah, I went, when I was doing 24s, like what you get away with um, on 24s, you're not going to get away with on, on 28s, and you haven't got a hope on 32s. I nearly classed it as a different sport to 24s, because um, lack of mobility, you will get away with it to a certain degree under the lighter weights, but when you start um, bumping up the weights or moving out the times, so you're going to do like half marathon sets, that's when you really got to work mobility more than anything. And I saw that when I was competing professionally, I suppose, over in Kazakhstan in 2016. And I was competing for my, my CMS. And I was looking at CMS in the year before that. But especially in Kazakhstan, I was, watching, I was up against the, the best athletes in the world, which was a massive de deal for me. I was delighted to be there, like represent my country at pro like professional level. This was fantastic. But then like, I was watching the guys in the warm-up area, the, the top Russians, the top Kazakhs, Ukrainians, you know, all these Eastern Bloc countries. And I was just looked at the, the mobility they had. I mean, guys doing like full pancake, um, pancake splits. They were doing like full back bridges, front splits, just warming up, you know. And I, here was me, this this guy who could barely. You know what I mean? I was I was pretty pretty mobile. I was okay at that stage, but I was like, that's what we're missing over here. That's what everybody over in Ireland and England, you know, we're not concentrating enough on our mobility. These guys are as flexible as ropes. But, but yet they're, they're also incredibly strong, you know, and have great engines. But so that's the part of the puzzle that we're not really dealing with over here. You know, we're not, we're not, it's not being spoken about in, in terms of kettlebell sport or it's not, being, it's not being taught by coaching a lot. I mean, I know I'm, I'm generalizing here. I'm sure there, there is coaches who are doing it, um, the likes of Eddie Sheen and, and, and a couple of guys I could mention. But um, generally it wasn't being spoken about. So that's when it really opened my eyes what I needed to do to, um, to progress again and try and try and kick on to the next level you know so um it was that stage that i wrote the uh the get the yoga book the next year because I, I practiced for myself about six months on myself of just mobility work started off with yoga but then i ended up with um, kind of more weight and mobility work and stuff and the more i was more mobile i was now, getting like, the when you were lifting. doing that were you were you also were you also lifting at the same time or were you, or were you just I was, doing? I was, I mean, I, I think I got like 44 reps over in, um, in Kazakhstan and I done about four to six months of mobility and I went on and for me, master sports with 48 reps and I got my 48 reps six months later, um, in, in Ireland, um, pretty easily. And, and I was, that's I was 48, 48 reps on the, on the 32, on the 32s, right? Yeah. 48 reps on 32s long second. Yeah. 
So um, yeah, that was that was it was great, and it, it felt. I was told by even by the coaches at the time, said, "Look, you look so comfortable doing it." You know, I said, "I said that's because I've been training mobility. You know, I'm training mobility a lot more." And the more I went to comps, and the more I saw guys, especially men, um, like struggle, really, really struggle, even with lighter weights with 24s and 20s, because their like their hip mobility and their thoracic and shoulder mobility was was very, very poor. It was then I said, okay, somebody needs to be talking about this a bit more over here, you know? And I'm not qualified in any, in any respect. And I've always said that to people, look, I'm not a physio. I'm not qualified in this at all. I'm just uh, a concerned athlete who has seen a problem and wants to address it. And if, you know, if, if the best I can do is just get people talking about mobility, then I'm happy with that because at least they're talking about it now, you know? Some people say you're... Yeah, you're, you're, I... Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta. I mean, I gotta give you. I gotta give you a shout out. And you know, I, I, I can say that the, of of the of the products that I've that I've tried, which is a lot of them. Um, mm. You know, uh, I I bought I bought your book uh, got about a year year and a half ago, I think. And yeah. the thing I loved about it is is it is accessible for for anybody that you know for anybody that that is interested in in just general mobility. It doesn't even have to be for kettlebell sport. It's a very exactly. it's a very easy to consume. Um, yeah, you know, and it's and it's and it's easy. To, it's easy to follow, and it works. I mean, it's it's a very good it's a very good program. So I would I would definitely recommend. It's just called Kettle Yoga for anybody that wants to pick it up. It's an ebook, so you just download it. Um, you know, and it's it's a fantastic it's a fantastic book. It's a good no, it's thank, a good introduction so program to get started for mobility. Exactly, and I know, but the way I see it with, with with everything is, I mean, if if you can't explain it, you know, if if, if you're trying to use like you know scientific terminology and baffle people with you know if you if you you can talk to something simply to somebody and if they can understand you and they can they can then go off and do that and say like, that's what you want to be doing you know what i mean i've always been like that with with everything i've i've done in life be like through art or through music or anything if you need to explain yourself too much then you're trying too hard you know you know if you understand what i'm saying if you need to be able yeah, to yeah, people on their own level and say look if you do this and you do this and you do this you'll improve and thankfully a lot of people who have bought the bought the book or, or have implemented the program have improved and they've, they've said look that's the reason we, we got to work to more mobility and it's like it's suddenly the tide rises or you know the weak link of the chain has been strengthened I mean, that's, I'm just really happy I can give something back to the sport because it's given me so much it's given me my life back really over these last eight to ten years you know well, now you, I mean, you, you put some, you put some awesome, I won't call them feats of strength necessarily because they're not simply strength, but it's, uh, you put some awesome stuff on, on social media that, that you do that are, I mean, just, just uh, yesterday, I think you were doing shin box pistol squat. I don't know. I don't even know what the hell to call them, but you know, you're, I don't, you're, you're, I don't going, down, you're, you're going down to the ground on with one, with one leg and then folding in and then full, you know, folding to the other leg and standing up at the other leg, you know, just some really cool, fun, interesting, you know, yoga and strength and body control, uh, body control things. And, you know, where do you come up with those? Do, you, do they just, is it just That's you just playing pure, around or do you? Pure play time. That's just pure play time for me. Um, and what I'm doing is I'm just trying to push myself a little bit more and more because, I mean, I was never, I mean, just going back to, I was never a mobile person. I mean, I was like the, the family joke, like they used to call me the plank. Maybe they just didn't like me, but um, I was, just, you know, I was so immobile, so rigid. I, could, I couldn't even touch my fucking knees, not to mention my toes, you know what I mean? And from yeah, there to yeah. suddenly becoming generally the most flexible person in a room, again, is, is a bit of a mind twist for me because um, I was always so, so immobile. 
or this is just me. I, I couldn't. I mean, when you when you posted your when you posted your video from I think it was from 2013 or 2014. I saw a video that you posted on Facebook. I couldn't oh, yes. believe how immobile you were because because yes. every since I've known you, you've been you've been the bendy kettlebell guy, right? You know, so, exactly. so to see you to see you back as this like rigid force back like, then. Exactly. That was the one, and that was said in in Russia. Yeah. And just to show people, like, and what I want to do to people is, like, oh, I want to just say this to everybody, that I'm not coming from any kind of a background of sport or mobility or martial arts or no training. I mean, so, like, if I can do it, and I'm a man in his 40s now, if I can get to this level of mobility and strength by just playing around maybe 15 minutes to 30 minutes a day, absolutely anybody can do it. You know what I mean? Because... I started from zero. Is that all? Is that all? Is that all the more time it is? Really? Is it? Is it? You you do fifteen to thirty minutes a day of 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 strict mobility work. That's that's what it is. Oh, yeah, I would do, and and um, that's about it, really. You know, but well, I would say like I would go out there and I lift that big rock at the back, or or I'll um I'll do some kettlebell work and so forth. But just some strict mobility work. Yeah, I mean, I I really do it in the morning. I wake up in the morning, and I'll go down. And I'll do probably about a half an hour of um. Just some strength and mobility work, like that piston, piston squats, and that internal, especially internal, external hip mobility work, that really helped me in my um in in my kettlebell sport career, and the likes of um, yoga. I'll just play around. I'll, I'll kind of I'll mix it up every day, keep it fresh for myself. But about thirty minutes a day, yeah, and I've literally gone from nothing to being a pretty decent level of mobility at this stage, you know. Yeah, I w- I will say one. One benefit uh, that you had to, to not starting until your thirties is you didn't have any old injuries from from yes. picking yourself up as as a young as a young man and you know uh, David was really helpful with me when I when I started doing his program you know I have I'm I'm a collection of old American football and rugby injuries so yes. you know yes. there was a few times I had to reach out to him because I was like I can't I can't achieve that position without having my knee feel like it's going to to crack in half <laughs> you, yeah, know, yeah, you yeah. gave me the you, you gave me the you gave me the, the very simple advice of Hey man, if, if it hurts, don't fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do, 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 do something else. That's right. You know, the simplest, the simplest possible explanation, but it was still That's like mind blowing to me. Like, oh, oh, so you're yeah. saying I don't Pain have to follow good. the program if the if, if the back bend is hurting me? Don't do the back bend. Oh, just, oh, okay. yeah. Just don't do it. Exactly. You just, just don't do it. If it fucking hurts, don't do it. <laughs> We are known for kind of being a bit straight up or right over here. But, I mean, I've always said that as well. And I'm training a lot of guys online now with, with their mobility. And they just, like, I don't put it out there. But guys who reach out to me, I'll try and help them as much as I possibly can. And, um, like, the, the, the tagline is, if it's, if it's painful, if, you, if it's pain, that's not a good thing. Discomfort we can handle, but pain is never a good thing. So we can, we can always try yeah, something. That, yeah, the, what I tell my athletes is very similar. I said, if it sucks, I don't care. If it hurts, I yeah. care very much. That's exactly <laughs> If it sucks, suck it up, but it's up and keep lifting. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. What I really love, like I got those 48 reps in, in, on the 32s, and then I got into um, marathon lifting in a, in a big way. And I must say, this really, I'm, I'm so happy that I'm doing marathon work. I love it. You it really sick, sick bastard. I love it. I am. I'm a, there's a want in me somewhere. I think I'm a bit of a fucking masochist, but I do love these extreme events, you know, that's pushing your body out to its limit. But what I wanted to show, tell people was, and, and what I wanted to show people was over the last couple of years, that if you work on your mobility, right, and if you work on your breathing, the two most important things in kettlebell sport are relaxation and breathing. And that's not just come, not coming from me. It's coming from any top Russian athlete or Russian coach, you know. 
Yeah. Once you get your relaxation and your breathing right, you can get some lifting. So I wanted to take that to the nth degree, and um, I've done some crazy long sets over the last couple of years just to show people that once you get your, your technique and your breathing correct, you can just keep keep lifting. So um, like I said, doing like 30 minutes on the 22s and 60 yeah, minutes. You just, you, just posted, you just posted a double 24 long cycle 20-minute set and made it look like yeah. a walk in the fucking park. I mean, and it was. It was a walk in the park. And it, to be honest with you, that's what, I, that's what it should be. That's what lifting should be. You know, it shouldn't be brace face. Um, totally under, under pressure, in pain, you know, f- full of lactic acids, horribly uncomfortable. It should be relaxation and, and, and just the ability just to flow. And that's what long cycles should be. That's what like, my, my lift is something I practice since I started. But long cycles should be just, just, just rhythmic, beautiful, like, like rowing, like Olympic rowing. Find your breathing, find your ability to relax your muscles and just keep going. And that's what, that's what it should be. And that's, that's what I'm trying to teach people over here now. It's not about grabbing three kettlebells and just fucking bracing and lifting as hard as you can. The muscles firing under pressure and just screaming in agony. It should be, it should be a beautiful thing to watch. You know, it, sh- it should be just rhythm and the first rep and the last rep should be the same, you know? And that's, yeah, that's you, what you, I want to teach. You make, it look, you make it look like ballet at times. That's, that's always the that's thing. What, that's always, that's always, what it should be. I mean, it should be this beautiful ballet, balletic, relaxed, rhythmic movement. And a lot of people you know, just want to make it as, as tough on themselves as possible. And I'm just saying, look, the reason you're finding as hard is you can't relax. And, what, and then everyone's like, what do you mean relax? How can you relax? I got two fucking 24 kilo bells. <laughs> oh man, you're not, you're not getting it. You need to be able to switch your muscles off. When you switch your muscles off, to get a chance to relax. And then you can get onto your next lift. And the way I just show you with the people at workshops is, let's say for the world, you want to do 60 reps long cycle, right? In that, that means like it's, it's 10 second a rep. 10 second a rep, every single rep is 10 seconds. In that 10 yeah. seconds, if you can relax your legs in, 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 um, in rack position for, for two to three, maybe even four seconds, and you can, you can relax your legs overhead for like say a second and a half, two seconds. Like that's anything between four to six seconds out of 10 seconds that your muscles are totally relaxed because you're stacking yourself correctly under the kettlebells. You're like your main drivers, the main movers, your legs, your quads are switched off. For four, five, six seconds out of ten. So I mean, that means that, that breaks down to four, five, six minutes out of ten minutes. You know that your legs are totally relaxed. So I say, why wouldn't anybody teach this? Why wouldn't you try to achieve this? You know, why are you just grabbing two kettlebells and just going balls out and falling asunder at minute six, minute seven because you're 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 screaming with fatigue and your your lactic acid has, has gone through the roof? Why not walk on well, relaxation? You, you know, you... <laughs> You know that Americans got introduced to kettlebells through hard style, right? I mean, hard yeah. style is, is really the is really the big thing here. I don't is is it a big thing in Europe? Hard style is to be honest with you, I mean, hold there. Hard style is um, it's it's all GS here in Ireland. I mean, Ireland is a massive GS community, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's a huge kettlebell sport community, and there's there's not a lot of hard style being taught here. To be honest with you, um, of course in gyms, like people would teach more the hard style, I suppose. They teach a hard style, but I mean, it's it's kettlebell sport is it's pretty pretty big over here. So, um, it's and I suppose if you're coming yeah, into it, I think, it, I think I, that's I, part. I think that's part of the struggle with American lifters. It's it's brace, it's lift, it's trying to get as much out of each lift as possible. Is it that kind of a an attitude? As opposed yeah, exactly. to exactly. So it's so it's it's yeah. Yeah, it's all about it's all it's 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 all about maximal strength and force and uh, rate yeah. of force production. You know, pow, power power production. You know, so it, it works yeah. really well in the application of martial arts or uh, you know, football or you know yeah. you know those those types of. It, then it translates over really well. So it 
So it, uh, it, it generally works well for that. And it's a very good way to get, get strong fast. So yeah. if you, if you yeah. were weak, um, you know, if you focus on making every rep as challenging as possible and maximal in, engagement and force application mm. to the implement mm. with every single rep, you're going to get faster or you're going to get stronger a lot faster. Yeah. Well, that's no, I whole, mean, it makes sense. That's the, whole thing. that's the whole thing yeah. behind it. Yeah, it may, I mean, it makes sense for, like you said, for, okay. for martial arts, for explosivity, you know. Um, it, makes, it makes a lot of sense. But, I mean, for, it's the, actually the antithesis of what we need to be teaching for kettlebell sport because kettlebell sport is, um, is all about relaxation. Yeah. You can see how you'd have it hard if you're coming from a hard style background. Because I, I did teach a guy, actually, um, in England when I was doing one of my workshops, and he was coming from a hard style background. And he just couldn't understand the uh, the breathing and the relaxation end of what I was doing. You know, he couldn't get. Yeah, it's, it's it's completely completely opposite breathing style. Totally opposite, because everything with them is it, with, with hard side is brace, get as much out of each lift as possible. When I was like, what I was like, you were doing beast mode. I want you to do least mode. And he was like, what do you mean? I want you to. <laughs> I'm, I'm want totally you to stealing the... that. I am totally stealing that. I'm <laughs> telling you right now. <laughs> uh, Copyright David killed, but um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's what I kind of said. It's least mode. You want to do the least amount of energy possible per rep, so you can just you can want to do the next rep and the next rep and the next rep when we're doing when we're doing a long cycle. So, like I said, I've, I've so I was not to be kind of people think I was pulling the wool over their eyes or or feeding them feeding them any wrong information. I wanted to take that like I said to the nth degree. So, doing all these extremely long sets and especially culminating in the the two sixteens. Um, for for two hours, that was probably the, the proudest moment of my kettlebell sport career. I think was to to get nice. to the two. Hours. And then and then you and then you saw then you saw some big heavy rocks and said, "Fuck it, I'll pick those up." Uh, yeah. when, when, did, when did the stone lifting start? <laughs> stone lifting started really through quarantine. Um, only recently <laughs> enough. So I was just there at home, and my like my, me and my wife met in art college. And uh, she has this carved rock that she'd done in art college, you know, this beautiful piece of art that she had on the pedestal. I was like, oh, that's a nice looking rock. I wonder how much that weighs. So I, I just got a, scale, got a scale and I put it on. It's like, yeah, about 62, 62 and a half kg. Fuck, that'll be interesting. So then I started picking it up and hopping it off the ground, and she wasn't too happy about that at all. She still isn't. <laughs> The back garden. I love your I love your sculpture, cool. honey, but it's also but it's great for my workout. It's a great it's a beautiful piece of art, look. Yeah, yeah. But why the fuck you're throwing it off the ground then every <laughs> <laughs> And you're after making shit of the garden as well, because it's just full of holes. So no, she's not too happy with me at the moment. But... <laughs> so I'm not having a great thing. Are you, are you planning on doing atlas stones at any point or is this just, to be just, honest, just what you're no, it, it, it started off just as a way of training because I didn't have access to a gym. So I didn't have access to a lot of equipment. I have a few kettlebells at home. And I was doing a lot of kind of a strength work and kind of circus strength, kind of old-time strongman work. With the, but I was getting great fun out of that. But then this was just an, like another heavy weight to be, to be, to be lifting around. Uh, but then I was like uh, looking at some rogue documentaries on um, old-time strongmen and from Iceland and from Scotland and from the Basque country, stone lifters. And it just sparked my imagination. Yeah. absolutely awesome. I mean, it's... It's a way of kind of getting in tune with the way people have been doing strength for thousands and thousands of years, you know. So it was like a yeah, okay, absolutely. Awesome. I think there's, I think there's. That's how most. That's how most of these athletic endeavors start, right? It's like, oh, you see that exactly. big mountain over there? Yeah, fuck it, let's climb yeah. it. Oh, you see that big rock? <laughs> yeah, fuck it, let's pick it up. Right? That's, <laughs> that's it. Where can we go from there? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and throw a tree. <laughs> <laughs>
those crazy Scots. I love them the bits. And th- this is something I'm going to go over to next year. Um, there's, the, there's the manhood stones over in Scotland. You know, any, anything from maybe 80 kg to up to about 150 kg of um, just to be able to lift these things up and put them maybe on a pedestal or on another rock over there. And if you do what you get your name in the book and you're part of history. So it's like that kind of sparked my imagination. So I'm kind of, I'm on this for the time being. But um, I am going to definitely go back and do a couple of kettlebell sport um, competitions when they open up again, especially um, the world's IKMF were meant to be here in Ireland this year. They got cancelled and that was disappointing because I was really looking forward to, to doing that in November and the train crack. Um, because the last itch I want to scratch in kettlebell sport is to win um, a world professional gold. I've won a world professional silver. But I haven't won a world professional gold yet. So that's the last thing I want to do. And then I can just write, that's, that's me done with kettlebell sport. Because I've hit every other, every other thing I wanted to okay. do with it. I've hit it. And I've happily moved on from it now, you know, and trying to give something back now with the, with the workshops and with, with training other people, you know. But that's the last thing I want to achieve. And then yeah, I can so be happy. I, you're, 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 you're an artistic guy and you've, mm. you've talked a, a, a bit about your music career and I know yoga in, in itself is, is not just a, an athletic endeavor obviously it's a spiritual it's a spiritual expression it's a religion in some yeah. countries how, yeah. how is your connection to the to the to the spiritual component of, of yoga to be honest with you it's not something that I practice um, and I'm, I, I will say that to people as well that I was just using it really as an, an, a way of getting more mobile at the start um, I think I'm kind of starting to move away from just strict yoga now. Um, that, that's kind of, I honeypotted towards yoga at the start because for me that was always, was people talk about mobility, it was yoga, it's the first thing I thought about. So I, I did start doing yoga and the yoga poses. But the more I started doing other stuff since then, like, um, like giant mobility and strengthening work and mm. weighted mobility work, that's when I've really made some great gains over the last six months. I mean, I put up a yeah. picture there of my overhead squat like uh, six months ago to what it is now and i mean it's it's it, the difference is, is is crazy in six months you yeah know, the, pretty the pretty incredible yeah i'm i'm very much a, i'm very much a fan of uh the the general the general philosophy of you use you use mobility and activation techniques to get the joint open and to extend a window within which you can improve range of motion. And then if you, if you then, and then if you can then load that movement in that, in that pattern, once yes. you have, once you've opened up the right way to move, you can then load that movement. You actually make gains a lot quicker in your mobility. You can actually reinforce exactly. good movement patterns quickly. 100%, 100% accurate, Jordan. And that's, that's what I was kind of lacking at the start. It was just, um, it was just doing, doing yoga poses. But then I was like, okay, when I start, like I said, opening the joint up and working on my, like, say, internal, external hip rotation, that kind of thing, and then loading it with a little bit of weight, that's when I started making some, some gains. And then you, you keep, like, um, working on the mobility end of it, open up, strengthen it, open it up and strengthen it. And the more I was doing that, the more, there's the, the quicker my gains were. So I'm, I'm kind of more moving into that end now. And the workshops are kind of moving towards more towards that. There's all. There is still a yoga element. Just, so, is there, so is there. A new, so is there a new book? Is there a new book forthcoming? Is there a? Is there a? Definitely a new book on the way. What's um, the? Do you have a work? Do you have a working title? Not yet. Not yet. Um. Um. Not yet. I was thinking kettlebell sport. Just kettlebell sport mobility KSM or something like that. But um, I'll come up. I'll come up with a, with a, a catchy title if I can. And um. I, 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 I would call. It, I would call it Ben. You fuck. Ben. You fucker. <laughs> Ben, don't break bitches, but, <laughs> but 
But no, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, definitely new book coming. And like I said, I've kind of grown in my, my knowledge of, of mobility over this last, especially over this last 12 to 18 months, a hell of a lot more than what I began with. So um, I'd like to kind of show people how far I've come since then and help as many people as I can, you know, because I believe that if more people just work in that mobility for their kettlebell sport career, I mean, it'll just, it'll make your career longer, hopefully more injury proof, or, you know, and get you lifting longer and, and faster and safer, you know? So that's what, that's what I want to do. Well, I I gotta, want to be... Yeah, I gotta, I gotta reconnect. I gotta reconnect with you then because I, I, I definitely need, I, I, I want to, specifically focus more on my on my mobility and strengthen strengthening my mobility patterns i've done i've made a lot of progress but i still have a long way to go so yeah. i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna hit, i'm gonna hit you up you can you can guinea pig you can guinea pig on me and you can you can have cool. two examples of look if 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 if, if an old out of, out of shape guy can can get bendy and then you can say hey if i can take this broke ass old american football player who's fat and <laughs> out of shape too and, and and turn him bendy then you've got you've got two different use cases from opposite ends of the spectrum <laughs> No, and, and, and I'd love to. I mean, I'd help out in any way I can. And at the moment, I'm, I'm helping out one of the guy in the British British uh, Royal Marines. He hit me up there last week, um, Gary Rotwell. And Gary also lifts kettlebells. Gary's a fantastic lifter. He's a world champion. He bet me actually at the um, the Worlds last year, and I was training him. I was with my athlete for six months, and the folk only went off and bet me then at the Worlds. But I was, to be honest, I was happy he did because he never done a 30 minute <laughs> set before in his life, and I got him from from a 10 minute set to a 30 minute set in six months, and I managed to get him like master sports. So he was. He was pretty pleased with that. And he reconnected with me there last two weeks ago. He was like, Dave, look, I have a couple of bits on this year of a lot of running. And um, I feel like I'm, I'm getting injured a lot in my hamstrings and stuff. And so I just ran him through a battery of tests and got him working on his internal, external hip rotation, his glute strengthening work. And he was there today. He said, I ran a 12 minute PB in a 15 mile course. 12 minute PB on a 15 minute. Wow, a 12 minute personal best. Wow, 12 minutes. I mean, it was like, like 30 seconds. So like you said, look, Dave, I ran a 12 minute PB. Um, my glutes were working. <laughs> you said, you know, like no issues in my hamstrings. He said, I, I actually can't believe it. It's like someone just kind of took a handbrake off me, you know? I said, that's the power of actually working mobility and, and working the right areas of your body, be it through running or through in kettlebell sport. If you, you know, if you take, take the shackles off, because that's what pretty much it is, like if you're in kettlebell sport with, with bad mobility, it's like you're, you're lifting with a handbrake on. Take that handbrake off and your results yeah. will float to the roof, you know? Yeah. So it's great I, to be able to yeah, help guys out, I, you know. <laughs> you, you've, got, you've, got my, you've got my head spinning right now, because I'm thinking, I'm thinking about, the, I'm thinking about my, my, my own personal capability. One of my strengths is, 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 is literally strength. And like, yeah. being able to put up total tonnage is never a problem for me. Uh, you know, right. I can, I, you know, you give me enough rest and I can, I can lift, you know, 15,000 kilos in a session yeah. without, you know, yeah, no you know but it's, it's the, it's the, it's the accumulation and, you know, uh, being, oh, man, being able I mean, to do it. Being, can you be able to do you it? You put me in a seven minute, like, seven, eight minute set and I'm like, ah, uh, <laughs> I hate that. That's it. I mean, like, and I, I've been on both sides of this, Jordan. I've been on both sides of this. I mean, I was the guy who got bet in 2014 because his mobility was poor. And I was the guy who then won the year after that because his mobility was better than the other athletes, you know? And that's the reason I won in 2015 because I was up against a guy who was actually a fitter guy than me, a guy called Didier Buick. I was up against eight other guys, but like Didier was my main um, competition. And really, really fit guy, really, really strong guy, but his mobility wasn't 100%, you know? 
and he was ahead of me the whole time, but he started to die at minute nine, I think, eight minute eight and a half, minute nine, and I managed to pass him out on the line because I had more left in the tank because I, I, my mobility was a little bit better, you know? And the opposite happened to me, like I said, in 2014, I got bet by a rep because my mobility was poor and I'm starting to die at the end. So I'm kind of coming from, I've come from it from both sides and I'm like, this is what we need to be teaching people. You know what I mean? Once you can relax, you can just keep lifting your, your energy in reserve, you know, and you can really get that sprint out again when you need it, you know? So the, the, the challenge, the challenge, and maybe, maybe I'm not the only one, but maybe this was your experience too. The, the, I feel like for me, mobility work is not as uh, intrinsically rewarding. A, it hurts <laughs> a lot of times. Yeah. It actually yeah. hurts. Um, yeah. And it, and it, and it's, it, it's, and it sucks in a, and it sucks in a way that, that uh, is very different than lifting. I don't get the same endorphin rush at the end. Like, you know, you, you get to that really quiet place in a, in a kettlebell sports set where, where your mind, mm. your mind just has to focus only on the next rep. And I love yeah. that, but I can never get there in mobility. I all I can think about is God, I, what's going on with that joint that hurts or that that muscle hurts <laughs> is, was that your experience or is it, is um, it different for you it, it was um at the start oh yeah 100 um, percent at the start it was like trying to uh trying to get a length of two by four timber uh, trying to trying to get that fucking uh, mobile but i mean at the start it was but as i got into it more i started to enjoy it more you know and as i'm now doing this this joint mobility work and this weighted work it's it's actually great fun and i'm really really enjoying the process lately you know and I think that's half the battle. Once you enjoy it, once you find an element of it that you really enjoy doing, it doesn't become a hassle or something. Oh, God, I have to go and do that now for half an hour. Fuck my life. Now it's like, I can't wait to do it. You know what? I can't wait to go in. <laughs> that, 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 that was the soundtrack in my head for at least the first month. Oh, I've got to do mobility. I can't, wait to, I can't wait to lift kettlebells tomorrow, but God, i got to do yeah. mobility. I gotta do this making mobility. Oh my god! But now it's like I, I'm actually gone the opposite. I'm like I can't wait to do the mobility work, and like kettlebell work sometimes feels like a bit of a chore. I mean, well, well, the sport end of it feels like a bit of a chore at the moment, you know. But maybe just because that's because there's no comps or I haven't got something to aim for. But I'm really, really enjoying yeah. mobility work. And like there's, there's there's so many different things you can do. I mean, I've talked to um, students of ballet. I've talked to students of old time strongmen. I've talked to yogis i've talked to um like physiotherapists i've talked to all kinds of guys and like talk to everybody and, and pick what's like what's what'll work for you and, and and try it you know what i mean it doesn't have to be just one thing yeah as long as you're, you're getting results like just and, and you're enjoying that process keep going with it you know there's, there's so many different avenues and so many different things you can explore and that's kind of the way i've been over this last couple of years like i feel like well, I've gotten I, think, a, I think you found Sorry, I think you found that you found the key to the key to expression of, of athletic ability, regardless of what it is, is mobility. No, no matter whether it's powerlifting or ballet yeah. or karate or mm -hmm. kettlebell sport, the thing that all of the high level performers have in common is they're mobile and they can express their athleticism throughout their entire range of motion. And once you exactly. unlock that, that mobility, you can then transition between different expressions of athleticism and you can easily pivot from being a kettlebell sport athlete to picking up your wife's uh, stone sculpture <laughs> in your backyard. <laughs> you know, or I mean, and, you, and you can just express you yourself. And to power lift, you could do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm like having great fun with the, the gymnastic rings at the moment, you know, front levers, back levers, you know, all this kind of stuff and, and like muscle ups and all that kind of stuff that I, I could only dream of doing a few years ago. But once your mobility is there and your strength is there, 
like you said, you can transition from different things and, and just have a bit of fun. I mean, I, lo I love swinging maces and lifting clubs and just like I said, there's so much stuff out there. You know, there's so much things you can try and so much things you can do once you un unlock the chains that are kind of binding you. You know, once once you've took that handbrake off, like I said, you can just do do anything you want to, you know, with a little bit of training. And you can have a bit of fun with it, like I said, and express yourself through it. And that's what I've been doing over this last, especially this last two to three yeah. years. Anyway. I've never had so much fun in my life, to be honest with you. I mean, I train maybe three times a day now. But what I don't even call it training. I just call it playing, you know. Dad's out the back playing again. He's playing with a stick, playing with a stone. Dad's <laughs> swinging that big fucking lump of mace that I made myself out of concrete and a shovel handle, you know what I mean? Or out, like, doing yeah, strongman yeah, yeah. and stuff. And just, just pushing your body, but well, then you pushing yourself and having fun doing it, you know? Yeah, and you hooked you hooked through a shirt yesterday. I I saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had this old shirt that I hadn't worn it for a while, and I suppose um, it's maybe two or three years old. And I put it on, it was just oh, just so tight because my back is after getting pretty big. I suppose all the years of long cycle and, and stone lifting and, and maces and that kind of stuff. So I just put it on, and I said, "This should be fun." <laughs> so I just. Broke through the back of it. Yeah, that was great. I felt like Hulk Hogan. That different, was awesome. different, different kind of experience to put on a shirt and have it be have it be too tight for a good reason. <laughs> That's exactly it. Too tight for a worse reason before that. <laughs> yeah. A little bit further down on the belly before that. Yeah, popping buttons. Yeah, I've 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 I've, I've done both of those. I've been on both ends <laughs> of that spectrum. <laughs> and how are you getting on? How's your training? So it's going, it's going well. Uh, I'm, I'm to, to the same, same point that you had, like, I think the struggle for a lot of people right now is there isn't a competition, right? We were, we were hoping yeah. there was going to be one in August and it got canceled. And so now yeah. I'm, I'm just talking with my team and, and I'm like, all right, well, the next competition probably isn't until October. So that's good mm -hmm. and bad because I'm like, Hey, I can design a full three month cycle for everyone. And we can start after the July 4th holiday. And yeah. we've got a, a full three months to really work on, a, you know, a, a full a full cycle, but that yeah. also means we're we're at least three months out from from ever from having a a, a, a full An expression of our competition. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and that's and that gets that gets challenging because uh, I it think is. we all miss we all miss that 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 camaraderie and we miss that time together and we miss oh, that man, competitive yeah. outlet. And, the camaraderie is a thing. I mean, that's that's why that, like I'm not having that finish line. Yeah, having the finish line, having the, having that that little bit of extra motivation to get you there. You know. That makes all the difference because I mean it is a mentally demanding sport. So look, at least if you have something ahead of you to aim for, it makes it that bit easier. But um, like I said, when things are are that far out, and especially for myself, like you know, I don't think I'll be competing. At, there's no going to be open over here anyway for this year, and maybe not even the start of next year. So it does make it difficult with the training, the train for a comp, you know, when when there's not one in sight. And but like you're, like you're talking about camaraderie, and yeah. Different as well. I mean, you miss you miss your team and you miss your friends. And, for me, that's what kettlebell sport competitions are, are all about now because, I mean, I've hit every oh, co competitive absolutely. goal I wanted to hit. I've, like, I've hit absolutely every competitive goal I wanted to hit. I set my targets. I hit all those. So now for me, kettlebell comps is, is going out, meeting people, like meet, meeting like souls, having fun with them, going up competing as hard as you can. Um, and like when there's a draw, just having a bit of fun with your, with your mates afterwards, you know, and, and catching up with, with friends from around the world. And that's what comp competition is for me at the moment because, like I said, the comp competitive edge um, – it's kind of gone for me because I've, I've hit things that I wanted to hit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, uh, I, I think the, 
for me, it's been a saving grace that, that I have the team uh, that I have. I have a group of people I've been doing. We, we do Zoom trainings three times a week. Um, awesome. Yeah. It's, it's been, you know, and I've got everybody doing the same workout. Um, I used to do, you know, customized programs for everybody, every mm -hmm. member of the team, because everybody was at different points in their, in their journey. But uh, course, now yeah. I, instead of, instead of doing that, because, because everybody's, uh, everybody's remote, um, so that everybody is training together, we might do a, you know, a, you know, one minute on one minute off times 10 yeah. intervals. Uh, yeah. But, but we prescribe different together. weights and different, different, different pacing based on okay. capability, but everybody's doing the same thing. And we get, we get some form of camaraderie and it, that, that has been a godsend. I mean, that, that for me, no, man, a, it has, and, and like, thank God we have that, you know, thank God we have access to that. Oh, because, um, like I said, it just, it does, it does keep the team together, you know, and in between those, like those 60 seconds, I know they, they tend to go faster as the, as the reps go on, but um, as the sets go on, I should say, but like people can have a bit of a chat and how are you, you know, and it, it, it does make a big difference to keep that team, team ethos there. And I've been doing a few Zoom sessions myself. I've I done the one, have you done the one with, with Ksenia? She's doing one online. Um, pe people from all over the world. Like I have been, not. I've seen, I've seen that. on. It's, it's well worth a go. It's just get a, grab a light bell and it's like literally like one hour of different movements and, I, I don't have any light bells. I, I, I lent out all of my light bells. I, I have I, I, all, all I was there. the lightest, the lightest I have now is, is 22. And I went, I went from 18 to 22 because my brother asked if he could, he could borrow some bells and start coming to the classes. I was like, well, sure. But you know, I'm like, shit, I just had a 20% increase in volume without, without planning for it because I just went up, I went up four kilos overnight on my, on my weights, but you know, I, oh, you man. know I'm, I'm okay with that. Same. I just decreased my pace, but uh, decrease the pace or oh, Jesus decrease the pace. Definitely, because I was there. Like she was doing the men at the heaviest, like use a sixteen kilo bell, and like ladies at the heaviest use a twelve kilo bell. Because we were going to be doing like movements nonstop for one hour, and I was like, ah, look, I'll have a twenty, but sure, I'll try it anyway. I thought I was absolutely. Good. I thought I was going to fucking pass out. I thought I was going to die, and I was on Zoom. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh fuck, just keep going. Oh man, I don't ever sweat it as much. <laughs> yeah, I was. Endless. I've been doing some. I've been doing some Instagram lives streams as well and uh, I, I forgot uh, you know I, I forgot how much more oxygen you need to be able to to, to instruct while you're doing yes. a while you're doing a circuit so I, I was doing a 30 minute circuit live stream on Instagram and I was in yeah. my I was in my in my basement uh, next to my furnace and the thing got so my, my room got my room got so fucking hot that by the third by the third interval and I'm you know I'm talking by the third yeah. interval I'm like I was about ready to throw up I'm like I gotta get off this I gotta get I gotta get off this Instagram because I, I didn't I didn't I didn't pick the right weight and my heart rate was so high I was just dying by the third rep I thought guys I was just, just excuse me that guy for one minute oh I know man I know, but I mean, like I said, it is fun and it's a good tool, you know, and I've been training with the Canadian guys. I've been training with Chris Gale over in England, training with the big cat. He's doing yoga every morning. He's, he's out there embracing the cat yoga. He's, he's loving it. And he's teaching his team every morning. So I, I dip into that every now and again when I can as well. So, um, like, the Zoom is great. It brings, it's keeping people together, I suppose, in these crazy days. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be respectful of your time. I know we, we blocked an hour, but I want I, I do have to ask since you're a musician and I'm a musician. I have to ask who's your favorite rock band of all time. Oh, now you're putting me on the spot. Um, well, I suppose yeah. my favorite bands that I, I've listened to and I've constantly go back to. Um, I love Chris Cornell in all, all his different forms. Uh, um, I love uh, Rage Against the Machine, and I love Led Zeppelin. So they, I suppose, will be my 
my three favorites. Oh my man, yeah. <laughs> you just, you just, you just hit, so, you just hit several of my favorite bands. Uh, awesome, right? Oh, right. Man, I mean, I, I just so, love them. I, I love everything they do. Everything, especially Chris Cornell. I mean, his his acoustic stuff, um, like Euphoria Morning, all that kind of stuff, and then like obviously uh, Soundgarden. I went to see Soundgarden a couple of times when they were over here, and went to see Audio Slave. Cause like that was like oh my god it's Chris Cornell and Magic Machine mixed this is just like the best thing ever so went up to see them <laughs> and yeah he was he was on my short there was only there was only a handful of people I would I would change yeah there's only a handful of people I would trade singing voices with and Chris Chris Cornell was one of them for sure he, oh, he was a guy I just I was like man he's if I could have a voice like that that that, that guy it's insane something else insane man I absolutely love it and yourself who be your top three. Um, so you, you hit Led Zeppelin is Led Zeppelin is definitely number one for me. That that, that they changed my life. Uh, yes. Rage Against the Machine. I, I saw Rage Against the Machine here in, in Minneapolis in 2006, and it was the oh. best live concert I have ever seen. Oh, they were man, phenomenal, and then the Red Hot Chili Peppers. On the chilies, I love the chilies, man. Yeah, big fan of the Chili Peppers as well. And like, I can play the bass, so I've always loved Flea, and um, play the guitar as well. So Freshy Auntie is amazing, you know. So. Um, uh, yeah, chilies are pretty awesome as well. Yeah, hundred percent. We 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 saw them we saw them uh, in Chicago at the Allstate Arena back uh, when they were on the Stadium Arcadium tour. And oh, and and my my wife uh, my wife said coming out of that show because they they did so many just jam sessions and stuff, but they were also they were so tight and they were so good. And she was like, oh. God, that was like watching a musical orgy. <laughs> 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 that, that was that was how she described it. it Best so explanation was, ever. <laughs> it, was, it was great it was and it was perfect because she was so right that's that's exactly what it was it was it was phenomenal it was it was absolutely great so oh, when, love we, man, love when we get a chance to meet it meet in person you'll have to bust out the guitar and we'll, we'll sing some songs man. kettlebells guitars and uh lots and lots yoga, of guinness. whiskey and guinness <laughs> sounds yeah, like a plan irish yoga fall over in the corner there we go <laughs> <laughs> Well, David, thank you so much, man. It's it's great to chat with you. I really appreciate you coming on, and I am I am gonna hit you up for some for some mobility uh, some mobility coaching because I need no to, problem at all, man. Whatever you I need, need somebody, I, I need somebody to kick my ass. So it's it's uh, I got I need well, somebody. Oh, I can do that. You need to do this, man. You're, you're, gonna, <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna you're gonna thank me later. <laughs> exactly. Look, any any way I can help, I will, man. And thank you so much for having me on. Really, really happy and nice to nice to talk to you, Jordan. Thank you, David. I'll talk to you soon, man. Appreciate you. Take care, man. Slant. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Platform Podcast. I'm Jordan Kundi Wright. If you have a question, please email me at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub, on Twitter at TCKBClub, online at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com, and please help us grow our reach and give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time.